Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm here with a true... Icon Queen Legend. I'm so excited you're here. Jennifer Love Hewitt, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am such a huge fan and I'm so thankful for Sean. I'm like nervous. I'm like don't nervous. Be nervous. I'm nervous. Uh, don't, don't. <laughs> this sounds crazy, but I I hope it doesn't freak you out. I had your poster. I had the I know what you did last summer and I still know what you did last summer. Posters oh. in my room growing up. Did you? Totally confused my parents. They thought I just had a big crush on you. Turns out it was Ryan Phillippe. Oh my but, god. I literally in my room, I was I was obsessed with those movies, which is odd because now I don't really love the horror movies too I much. I don't either. I, those movies were amazing. They were and really fun to do. They were good. Did you hear about the reboot? I did. Bloomhouse wants to do a new one. Like a new, new one? Like a new, new one. It's the same 
production company that did the new Halloween with yeah, Jamie yeah, Lee yeah. Curtis. Right. So would you do it? Oh like, my gosh, in a second. Yeah. They yeah, I would love that. to, but now I'm like 40, so I think I'd have to play like the creepy old lady in the cafe. No, no, you like, could do don't the trust the fisherman, you know, <laughs> like something weird. I think Jamie Lee did the lead. Like, we need you as the lead of it. Oh, I would do it in a second. Yeah. Was there a third one ever planned? I know there was like a direct to DVD, but did you guys ever talk about doing one with you and Freddie Prince? Brandy? No, they didn't, which I found really surprising. Um, I saw parts of the one that went to DVD. It was interesting. Terrible. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, they, they didn't ever come with a third one. I, I would love to do a reboot of that movie. I thought it was really fun and really cute. And um, Did was, you guys all get along? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, for me, it was a really crazy experience because I actually auditioned for Sarah's part initially. Um, and... I was 18. It was the first time that I could like work adult hours. Um, and then I ended up getting the Julie James part and I just had, I had never worked that hard. Like it was just, it was crazy. Um, but we had a good time. Like we were in, uh, North Carolina and, you know, we were young and it was just, I don't know. It was yeah, just, it was time. a great time. It was just a great time in general. I think. Did you have a crush on the boys? Cause like I sure did. <laughs> yeah, I for sure. I, I mean, I adored Freddie beyond. Um, he was just the sweetest. And and Ryan was just like, yeah, he was just enough of like a super sweetheart, but had a little bit of like a bad boy yeah, thing. And I was edge. like, oh, he's dreamy. Um, but, you know, I was young. I was young and I had so much to do to not screw up that movie. Lead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like very concentrated on that at the time. But I just remember like the thing that I always remember about, I know what you did last summer. And I still know was, I know what you did was the same time that Umbop was on the radio. Uh, and I was like, Oh my back. God, I am, you know, there's Freddie Prince Jr. Sarah Michelle Geller and Umbop is on the radio. Like it was wow. a good time. It was just a good time. You know? Yeah. You know, I watched the second one over the weekend and I feel like it must've been miserable to film that one. Cause you guys <sighs> are always wet. It was <laughs> the whole movie. It was miserable. It was crazy. We also were in Mexico and they have these um, bugs that were only like mating in the season when we were there and they pee acid on your skin. So they like fall on you from the trees and pee acid on your skin. So we had that happening, which was terrible. Um, I really passed out in the tanning bed during that scene because it was a hundred degrees inside the room and a hundred degrees inside the tanning bed because they lit it with real lights instead of oh like fake tanning. So I really passed out. Um, it was raining the whole time. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Right. It was I wild. love that. I feel like you and Brandy have such great chemistry in that. I mean, you we and had Freddie fun. Pr- like you two, I, the chemistry is unreal between you two. We had fun. And you know what? I was such a, I was such a Brandy fan again, like another iconic, like musical connection to that movie for me is I was like, Oh my God, I'm working with Brandy. And right. I loved all of her songs and she was, yeah, it was really fun. I've always loved Brandy. And I, I mean, I've loved her since Cinderella when yeah. she did that made for TV. And it's yeah. like, I always wanted that. Now, Jennifer Love Hewitt, you have yes. a new wine out. I do. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Yes. So I have a Chardonnay and a Roussan. Um, it's called JLH Wines. So real simple for people right. to remember. Um, uh, my husband and I made it and it, w- it became one of our very first dates was uh, to go to Los Alamos, which is this very quaint, beautiful little place. And his friends are winemakers. And so we went there and um, we just kind of fell in love with that process. And I had never seen people like bottle wine before or press the ground, you know, other than like Lucille Ball, um, <laughs> which I love doing. And I did get to do for this. Oh, I actually got that? in oh, the vats and I got to like stop and it was amazing. Um, so anyway, so we decided that we wanted to do this as like a 
passion project. And then my daughter um, was goofing around one day and she was like, I'm going to draw the label. It's so cute. And then she ended up actually drawing it. And now she tells everybody that it's her wine. Um, <laughs> and it's out now. We um, It's available at the Honor Wine and Spirits uh, in Beverly Hills. And it's, it's going to be available at Wally's. And then you can do it. Hold on. I'm going to tell you right now yeah. so I don't mess it up. Um, it's at the Wine House. Um, and you can get it in store or online. I'm truly, a big wine fan. I'm, I am too. And I truly can't think of anything better than like putting on one of your movies, grabbing a group of friends, like right? watching Can't Hardly Wait. I know what you did last time yeah. with a bottle of your wine. Yes. Cannot think of Will anything better. Will you do better. it and send oh, me pictures? 100%. And then at me on the gram because that's what cool people <laughs> What's do. What's your ad? It's at Jennifer Love Hewitt, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, so, again, real easy. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah, good, yeah. good. <laughs> I hope my dog is not peeing. No, you brought a puppy okay. here. If she for does, listeners. I'm going to buy you new rugs. No, you're not doing anything. Okay. This is literally a dream come true. You walked in with a puppy. I was like, what life am I living? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt walked in with a puppy. Anyway, um, I want to get a little serious for a second. So sure. May, when we're recording this, is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. And in my research, I saw that you had a lot of life changes all at I once. Did. Yeah. Your mom passed. You fell in love. You had children. And you took some time off for yourself. Mm-hmm. What did you learn about your own mental health during that hiatus from work or during that time where your life was changing so much? Interesting. Um, I think I learned that I had not spent enough time on my mental health in that in that period. I got very, you know, I could never say anything bad about my life in the business or my life in general because I have lived a very awesome existence. And I feel like people would just hate me for saying that. So I won't say that, but I will say that I started working when I was 10. Um, and up until having my children, I had maybe had two months off my whole life. Um, and that's just not enough time. Um, as an actress, I really feel like I've come back now with just more experiences and, and parts of myself to kind of tap into that I, that I didn't have before. So I do feel like it's helped me, um, um, in that aspect. But yeah, I just, I didn't, I didn't realize that like all that time that I was running around that I was actually having anxiety attacks and, um, you know, unable to sort of like process stress in a healthy way. Um, I spent a lot of time hungry um, mm-hmm. because I was on the cover of Maxim magazines right. and that's what you do, you know? And I didn't realize like, Oh, it's okay to gain 10 pounds or five pounds or 15 mm-hmm. or 50 with my children. Um, that was harder, but, um, <laughs> but you know, like I, I just didn't know how to, um, give myself a break. Mm -hmm. Like I just didn't, I just didn't know that. And you were always put into that sexual box. Always. You were always on the maximum covers. With no choice in it whatsoever. And that I think was my biggest like realization kind of in my late thirties, now forties is that people made me as a sex symbol, but I didn't feel like a sex symbol. I didn't even know what being a sex symbol was. I was like 15 years old, you know? Um, and because of what I look like physically sort of people made me that thing. And although it was very complimentary at the time and certainly fun when I was dating, um, you know, it was an awesome thing to have. Um, it wasn't genuinely who I was. And so I think I felt very conflicted a lot of the time and I didn't know why. Mm. Um, and it was just because it wasn't authentic. So what do you do now to take care of your mental health? Do you exercise? Do you journal? Like, I what do. Are- I do all of that. Um, I mean, my kids are, are amazing for your mental health. I mean, they're crazy as all get out as my grandma would say. And they, um, they keep you very busy and, yeah. you know, sort of 
I think you, you want to be a better person because you want them to see you as the best version of yourself possible, although flawed, you know, yeah. the best version of you that you can be so that they have, you know, good role models and everything. But, um, I definitely work out. I've been boxing the last year and a half, which has been really amazing. Um, and I just started weight training with that, like, um, a couple of months ago. Um, so that's been really fun. Uh, and I just take space for myself. Um, I also just tried CBD oil. Oh yeah. It's great. Which was amazing. Like a month yeah. ago, I've never tried any drugs or anything like that, but I, but I did do the <laughs> CBD oil and it felt, I felt very scandalous. I was like, Oh my God, am I high? Am I high? And I kept asking my friend, she was like, no, you're nuts. You're not high. Um, but it was amazing. Like now sometimes when I have like bad anxiety moments or yeah, whatever, I find that really helpful. And it's been, it's been really interesting to learn um, about that's that. That's funny you mentioned that. I read a story about on the set of can't hardly wait where Melissa Joan Hart had like B12 or something. Yes. And she said that you thought it was drugs or something and it was just vitamins. I did. I was, I did a movie in um, Budapest for like, it was a TV movie and um, somebody was passing around E and I was like, like very, e drug. yeah, yes, but I thought it too. was E vitamins, like for your skin <laughs> that you like break open and they smell like fish and it's terrible. And whatever. So I was like, oh my gosh, E, I was like, you guys have to be very careful because it can break out your face and it can just stay. And they were like, what are you talking <laughs> And I didn't know that here. they were, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, can you talk about Can't Hardly Wait? That's one of my favorite movies too. I mean, all of your movies. Yes, yeah, thank you. But what, uh, what stands out as a memory from that? Can't Hardly Wait was crazy. So I was filming Party of Five at the same time as doing that movie. I know, it was crazy. Um, So I was doing both of them at the same time. Um, Again, probably another moment that had I been a little bit older, I would have checked in on my mental health. (laughs) and been like, how are you feeling? Have you eaten? Are you okay? Have you slept? Um, But it was great. I mean, again, it was like... I got to do so many amazing things as a teenager with like iconic teenagers Mm -hmm. and sort of be in these great situations as a kid that I I just felt really lucky and can't hardly wait felt felt special to me because I loved like 16 candles, pretty in pink, all of that stuff. And it felt like that kind of um, movie. Uh, Wasn't it supposed to be like a hard R? Like yeah, a, it's I a PG thirteen, so. but it, I think so. Yeah, I had read it was supposed to be really uh, much dark, and they had yeah. like CGI bongs out of it or something. Yeah. But it's still such a classic movie. It's such a classic yeah. movie, and it's really interesting. Somebody was um, asking me the other day about Amanda, Amanda, and um, and how like forward thinking she was for that time. Like she now makes total sense, but in that movie, like as a pretty girl who could have anybody in school, like not wanting to be treated badly by her boyfriend, not wanting to be talked down to holding herself, you know, up in a, in a high place. Um, and not just kind of going for like, the easy, yeah, like the easy teen time, sex in the movie or the hot guy, yeah. you know, is really special for that time. So, and I hadn't thought of it that way. And I went back and looked at it and I was like, oh, that's yeah. wild. But it's so funny how many people like right around Halloween are always like, me and my friends, we're all going as the cast of Can't Hardly Wait. Well, yeah, I mean, I can, I like, remember really your for Halloween. Co- yeah. Like those are good but, costumes. Yeah. So Seth Green, his yeah. outfits and that. Um, <laughs> oh, and Seth. Ethan, I read, speaking of drugs, that he was high the whole, did you know that Ethan Embry, he had said in an interview recently, like a retrospective, <laughs> he was like stoned the whole movie. He no, said, you, I did not know that. I, um, I love it so, so much. I think it's. Just I mean, I thought B12 was would, a drug, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> would you? I'm not really you, a good judge. <laughs> would you do a sequel to that, like a 10-year a reunion I'm or something? I'm dying to. So yeah. I really, really, really want to, um, and I want to direct it. Oh, my God. Please do yeah, it. Yeah, so I'm really trying. 
I'm, I'm like trying. I have two amazing. things I want to accomplish this year. I really want to do. Um, I really want to do a reunion can't hardly wait movie that I direct, oh and I really want to make so Heartbreakers a TV series. <gasps> Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh yeah. my god, I was going to really, bring up Heartbreakers. One I really want to do it. You have to do Wouldn't it. Would it be a great show? A hundred percent. Both. I think of those. it would be amazing. I was just saying online the other day with Heartbreakers because I rewatched that recently, and it's my favorite genre of movie. I just want to see women being conning yeah. men. Like it's yeah. truly. And all I want I Jamie Lee Curtis to be in it. Because I love her. So we did so that movie you... House Arrest, like when I was fourteen together. Yeah, you did House Arrest in Chagrin Falls, Ohio, yeah. which is right where I'm from. I'm from Solon, Ohio, which is like oh my the God, town really? next door. Yeah, and I remember when you guys were filming it. That's like, so funny. Everyone was so. There was this girl who was like an extra in it that I knew, and she would. Br- <laughs> she came to high school. She's like, I just did this big movie with Jennifer Love Hewitt, and like oh, then I remember it came God. out, and you just see her bicycle across the screen, like. <laughs> She didn't even have any lines. She was just like bragging about it for years. It was like a year or something. She was bragging about this role. There's no small parts. No. <laughs> so that's true. Only small actors. That's she, right. Uh, wait, so if you did Heartbreakers, would it be you and Jamie Lee Curtis or what would it be? No, I think I would just want to executive produce it and find like some great, you know. Oh, I am like so excited about this. Wouldn't that be so fun? Be I know amazing. I'm going to really try to do it. And can hardly wait. Would you try to get the whole original cast, right? Yeah. yeah. I would try to get as many people as possible. Yeah, except Melissa Joan Hart, right? No, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> No, she has to be in it. <laughs> have you ever had a co-star that you really hated? You don't have to say who, but like someone that you yes. got mm-hmm. to set and you're like, yeah. oh, what a dick. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyone you want to say? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I always have the impression, and maybe this is totally wrong, but especially because I was watching all of these interviews yesterday, I was like just geared down and like doing research on you, which sounds crazy. But I'm so sorry. I know <laughs> it's a whole wonderful. day of your life. You'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs> I like literally, it was like t- like an hour or two where I was just watching you on Rosie O'Donnell. Oh my like, God. I loved you. I being, loved her. I mean, I loved her. You I guys know. did like a carpool karaoke before there was carpool yeah. karaoke. It was yeah. like a whole, it's on YouTube. Um, it's hysterical. What was I going to say? I don't know. I blacked out. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Let's talk about 911. So you're on with Ryan Murphy. Yeah. This wonderful show. Yes. What made you want to come back and do that show? Uh, when Ryan Murphy calls and yeah. says, you know, do you want to be a part of something? You don't really think about it because you're yeah. afraid that he's going to move on to someone else. Um, so I, that was amazing. I mean, I'm a Ryan Murphy fan. Um, I'm also obsessed with um, Peter Cross and Angela Bassett. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. Check, check, check. Um, and it just felt like the right time. Um, I was also on Fox with Party of Fives to like be able to go back there and do that again. It just all kind of felt right. I was very scared to go back to work um, because I had been off for a while. I was not in like actress shape when they called. I think he even had like like kid poop stains on my t-shirt when they called me. <laughs> and I was in the middle of like, like eating my, my third box of mac and cheese for the week with yeah. my kids. You know what I mean? And like, you want to be on TV? I'm like, Rrr. let's um, do it. So great. How much time do I have? Um, so yeah, I, so I was very yeah. nervous. Oh, but it's worked out. Oh, Maddie, no, oh, um, but I it's worked out bark, well. Truly. It's, like the best. <laughs> it's worked out well. <laughs> uh, what other, do you watch other Ryan Murphy stuff? Do you, did you watch like a uh, pose or um, feud? Was it feud? Yeah. Loved feud. feud so I'm a good. big Glee fan. Glee I'm, I'll always be a Glee head. So, um, so that was awesome. And and I actually knew him back in the day um, as a writer before he did any of his shows. He had this amazing script which I have begging him to make again called Why Can't I Be Audrey Hepburn? Mm. Um, and, and it was such Audrey. a good rom com. Yeah. And I was attached to play this part. And we like took it around the studio system or whatever. And then nothing ever happened with it. But that's when I first knew him. So Ugh. it was really funny. Uh, you mentioned part. Of five, yep. 
Is it weird that they're rebooting all of the stuff that you did? Because they're rebooting Party of Five. Well, what's weird is that they're rebooting it all. No one's asking me to be a part of any of it. So you start to go, oh, well, maybe I wasn't as good in that as I thought I was. Um, (laughs) Slightly offensive. Uh, But I'm also 40. Like I said, like in actress years, I'm 125 years old Uh, and I'm like a full character actor now. That's disgusting, isn't it? It is, but yeah. whatever. Thank God for Ryan Murphy because we need. He's so good at with roles for yes, women over a certain age. It's he like is. The, he's one of the only people doing it. And like, I personally feel like I've always been attracted to female roles on screen. Yeah. And it's like that's all I want to watch. I don't want to watch straight men. I've seen enough movies about right. straight white men. It's like enough is enough. Yeah, I uh, agree. Did you see the trailer for the new Party of Five? I did not. It looks like legit really good. Like, I know. I saw the picture of the cast and I was like, wow, they like fully just redid fully the exact re- photograph and from the, the parents, 90s. The parents don't die. They are deported. It like it looks very topical and I think and it wonderful. looks really good. I yeah. mean, I love that show. I'll watch. What happened? Are they calling it Party of Five? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like the same logo. I just The trailer just came out and I watched it and it's like the same logo you guys had. Fiesta de Cinco. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I used to have to do I used to have to do interstitials where I would say Fiesta de Cinco. Oh my god. Yeah. I was like, oh. Okay. What you did the spin-off with Jennifer Garner. We love Jennifer yes. Garner. What I watched it too. And what Polly Perrett. Polly Perrett was Polly in that Perrett. show. What happened? Why didn't it What do you think happened? I think Sarah was Sarah and Bailey. And I think Mm. that even though Sarah had her own following, it was hard because Scott was still doing Party of Five. And for whatever reason, they could never figure out like how to get him to. I think if he had crossed over in our first like season, um, it would have been different. Um, I also think like. I also just really believe that Jennifer Garner was meant to go be an alias and Polly was meant to go be on NCIS. Jonathan Sheck was meant to go be a movie. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like we all had this great opportunity and we had a lot of fun, but we were meant to be other places. Yeah. You know? I watched every episode. Did you, were That's you happy nice. when it ended? Because it was a little bit of relief. You're not carrying a show anymore. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, lo- I I just, I loved it. And I felt really like I was supposed to be on Party of Five for nine episodes. That was my contract. Um, and the fact that it, it, you know, grew and I was able to be on there for five years and then spin off into my own thing. And it got me a production deal at Sony um, so I could start producing and, you know, all of that stuff. I was, there was lots to be grateful for. You and Bailey was so iconic. I mean, come I on. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm reading the new Howard Stern book. It's all his interviews yeah. throughout the years. And it's really interesting just as an interviewer to see. And one of the things he says, he says, everyone just wants to be heard. Everyone has something to say. Mm-hmm. I wondered, what do you want to say? Or what do you, at the end of your life, what do you hope people take away from you in terms of your career? Joy. Yeah. 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 Just, just joy. Cause that's what you're supposed to do as an entertainer, right? Like I would love for my story. I mean, this gets very depressing cause I feel like, no, I you don't. know, something that I don't know, <laughs> like, like no, they're going to come it. and take my SAG card tomorrow. Um, but no, but I, I would hope that, that I would have brought joy, um, really good memories. Like you're talking about, you know, I feel like I've been a part of some iconic things, which are special and cool and, and a part of like people's, you know, fabric of growing up and, and memories and, and things like that. But, um, but also that like, like, I feel like my reputation has stayed 
just nice, which is important to me. I've worked really hard for that. Mm -hmm. Um, not that it's hard to be a nice person, but I just have tried really hard, even on long days to, you know, remember that people only remember who they meet that day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, try to never let my own stuff get in the way of like who somebody might run into at the mall or meet or, you know, whatever I'll defend my children and, you know, paparazzi sometimes can get on your nerves and things like that. But I would just love for people to always be like, you know what? She was a nice person with very little drama who worked really hard and gave us lots of joy. How and I just think that would be cool. How have you been able to always be so nice? I feel like every time we've ever seen you in an interview or anything, you're always seeming so kind and you've never gotten in trouble like the other yeah. girls from your era. I Well, my mom was huge in always being with me, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and always being with me as a reminder of, you know, keep it together. Like it's a gift, but it can, it can go. Um, and I always, I, I do remember distinctly, and I don't know why I thought of it that way, but I remember like in the first week of coming to LA, my mom was like, so what do you think, you know, about this job that you have? Like you're young and you have like, how, how does it feel? And I was like, it feels like a really awesome toy. And if I damage it, I don't get to get another one. Right. And that's just like, that's just how I look at it. And so I've always had a lot of respect for the fact that in my opinion, there are 75,000 other Jennifer Love Hewitt's sitting in the world. There's who, not, but, but there are, but there <laughs> are, know, yeah, you know, who want people, the opportunity yeah. who are maybe even prettier, who knows much more talented, like yeah. uh, have the, it have the, you know, whatever would love to work hard that don't get the opportunity. And right. I got it. And so to like shit on it would be so bad. Like it would just be so disrespectful. And so I always try to remember that even in, even in taking a break from it, I tried to remain grateful for all the time that I had had and be honest about like, if I came back, how grateful I would just have to be and how much respect I would have to have for it. I feel like with all of these iconic roles, you've also had the opportunity to show different sides of yourself because you have done the sexy thing. But mm -hmm. then even with, I know what you did last summer, you weren't the sex. I mean, the no. first one, they had you in these dowdy sort of clothes. <laughs> yeah. By the way, how many gay men come up to you and yell, what are you waiting for? Oh my huh? God. All the time. <laughs> all the time. I mean, what an iconic I'm lineup. on Cameo. Do you know what Cameo yeah, is? That I'm on app? there too. Yeah. It's the one, it's the, I love it by yeah. the way. Um, it's the one thing that I get asked to do the most on Cameos. People just want me to say, what are you sure. waiting for? You, you know how that's in the movie, right? I read a story, but tell okay. people don't know. So, randomly there was a kid who won a chance to come on the set and he got to direct one moment of the movie. And so he got there that day and I think I, I think the line was in the script, but it wasn't necessarily like the way that it happened in, in that scene. And his vision was for the camera so to like it. go up above me and to have me spin around in the middle of the street with all that cleavage, You're just right. screaming, what are you, <laughs> what waiting, are you waiting for? for huh? huh? Yeah. And he just wanted me to do it. And I remember thinking on the day, oh dear God, this is the moment where it all ends. Right. No, no. <laughs> this is where they fully take my sad card and people go, Nope, sweetie, you don't have it. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> and it here. felt so weird. And then it became this thing. It became and it's a just, oh, uh, so you just never know. And they even tried to recreate it in the sequel. There was like, I a, know. Um, I forget. Uh, but you guys are at the graveyard. I yeah. just watched it. Yeah. 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 I always, I mentioned the research before, and this is what I was getting at. I always, I felt like in my research, you and Sarah Michelle Geller didn't get along, but that's not true. No, no. I just think that we, 
we were just both two girls. And so typical to what they do with women, they try to like pit you against each other. Um, but no, she was, I think she's, I think she's older than me. A little bit. I think, or maybe she was just more sophisticated than us. (laughs) You know what? We could be the same age. I don't know. Um, Who's to tell? But no, but she just like had her part in the movie and I had my part in the movie. And again, like I didn't, if I could go back and do the movies again, I would have hung out more and had more fun like off camera, but I was so nervous and like in just in focus of all of the emotions that Julie had to go through. And then, you know, just not messing up like the lead of your first movie when you're 18 years old. I mean, it's really scary. And I was very scared of horror movies in general. And so part of the reason I did the movie was to like make myself feel brave. Um, so I was really freaked out the whole time. Like there's nothing worse than pretend running from somebody who's going to murder you. And then having to go back to like your weird hotel room in North Carolina and try to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And, And you're in a real fishing village. So I was like, Ugh. Who's to say that a real fisherman yeah, he's gonna isn't going to come and get me? I, I mean, I, I never ate fish sticks again after that. Like it was terrible. <laughs> so I was going through my <laughs> through my it? own thing. So I, like I did hang out with everybody, but it wasn't like yeah, yeah, yeah. we weren't like we're the best friends ever. You know, we had a great time. Everyone was lovely. I adore Sarah. Now Sarah is a huge part of my life because of her food stirs thing with my kids. Oh, yeah, she has We're a new company. We're constantly doing it. And I haven't seen her in a really long time and hope to one day. But um, And the point is the four of you aged beautifully. Like that's the so four nice. of you, I've never seen four people age better than the four. I mean, you all still look like you're 18. I saw Ryan Phillippe in person recently yeah. and he like still looks 19. I know. They, like they, everybody really does look amazing. Yeah. Now let's see. Where are we? Oh, I want to talk about Sister Act 2, another favorite. Oh I mean, God. come on, all of these Love movies. It. Did you record Volk? Goals for Sister Act 2? Like when you guys did those group songs. Yes. Did, did everyone record or was it like a, how did yeah, that work? No, everybody did. Re- yeah, we were recorded. Okay. I mean, everybody was really singing, but. Right. But yeah, we did. Uh, what was Whoopi Goldberg like? I love her. I mean, come she on. She was amazing. Yeah. She was amazing. And, and we stayed in contact for a long time um, after that. This is my best story though. Please. Okay. So you're working with Whoopi Goldberg and I'm from Texas and very new to things. I was. I think 15 years old when we did that movie, 14 or 15. And everyone else is like super cool, a little bit older than me, whatever. So she has a pool party at her house. Whoopi does. Whoopi does. And it's like fancy pants. But I thought pool party, like like a Waco, Texas pool party. <laughs> like, of course. So I bring my own towel and I had a Spuds McKenzie towel. <sighs> I mean, talk about nostalgia. Anyway, so I had a Spuds McKenzie towel and my little bathing suit. And I go, and in Texas or anywhere really, like when you're a kid, when you're growing up, you have to take something. So I took a Pizza Hut Bigfoot pizza. Like wow. pepper, half pepperoni, half cheese, because sure. I know how to do it. And, <laughs> and I walk into Wobby's house and there was a chef. Oh. And here you are with chef this pizza cooking and for towel. people and they had like people to like give you towels was anyone else there like any other famous people that everyone yeah, from everyone. the cast was there and it was like i literally walked in i was like oh my god and you know what Whoopi did she came over she got a piece of pizza she sat down she was like i love a bigfoot pizza uh, thank you so much for bringing this and she was so nice and she was like oh it's best because and she just like made me feel yeah, she made you feel comfortable. not like the 
incredible nerd that I was showing up at her house like that. And she was so welcoming and so kind. And I just loved her. I remember my brothers and I used to sit on our ledge of our old house and we, we watched that joyful, joyful, the end scene. Yes. Like we rented the movie and watched it over and over again. We were obsessed with it. I mean, it was so good. Will you show your kids what movies of yours will you show your kids? Have you shown them like Garfield? They saw Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. I saw that in theaters too. Come on. I know. They, <laughs> like they, they liked it. Um, they didn't really say anything. My my son was kind of like, he like turned his head and he looked like, mm, and then he looked at me and then he looked back again. And then my daughter, when it was over, she was like, good job, mommy. Can I get some milk? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that was kind of it. I would definitely show them Sister Act. I would show them Sister Act too, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I know what you did last summer. I think they have to watch like when right. they're teenagers, just because by then it'll be real classic right yeah i was reading uh speaking of that howard stern book that his interview with bill murray was in there and bill murray on howard stern said he didn't know what he was signing up for with garfield yeah like, did he, you see i think that? he said it was like his worst job ever or something <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see him i mean because he just went in and recorded so you guys never saw it did you see no. each other in like press junk no time? i like met him randomly another time somewhere but um but yeah no i just remember reading that and going oh dear god he did not enjoy this <laughs> well, he must have enjoyed it a little because he did but the But Brecken sequel. and I had fun. Was, yeah. And I knew Brecken from doing um, Birds of Paradise, this TV show like 100 years ago with Seth Green, which is where I first oh. met him. And they were best friends. It's just really funny. That whole and then cla- Brecken was in Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. That yeah. whole class of people, everyone everyone was in Can't Hardly Wait. I yeah, mean, that, I know. It's like so many wonderful cameos and stuff. But um, let's talk about Heartbreakers. Okay. This is one of my favorite movies. Now, you're yeah. going to remake it. And I'm, yeah. I'm, you're going to hire me as a writer. Yes, I'll let you know. <laughs> so there were so many people rumored for roles in this movie. Yeah. Did you ever possibly do it with somebody else, or was it always you and Sigourney? Because I had read on IMDb, it was like, at some points it was Jennifer Aniston and somebody else, and then Whitney Houston and somebody else. Like, did Yeah, you- I know it was Cameron Diaz and someone at some point as well. Um, no, for me, it was always, it, it was always just me and Sigourney yeah. um, by the time that I came into it. I mean, it's so, so good. It was so, uh, such think, a great movie to make. Why so do you fun. think so many gay men and women still, I mean, it really became sort of a cult classic amongst mm-hmm. women and gay men. Why do you think it has, I don't know, stayed the course? Is that a phrase? Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I just think it was, there was a little something for everyone in it um, because it kind of had the romance. It had the sort of, um, you know, it had the con artist thing and it, so it was action packed. I think it had, um, you know, Ray Liotta is classic. Yeah love him so much. Um, and then, you know, Sigourney, just, just sort of like the mom and daughter. I mean, we got to look amazing in that movie. Um, was it a pain in the ass to get in shape for that? At that time it was, that was just fine for yeah. me. It was easy. Now Jesus Christ, there's not enough Spanx in the you world. Guys are all in like the tightest oh yeah, ever. no, it was crazy. Um, it was crazy. I think that was a period of time where probably I was hungry, a little bit Quite hungry. <laughs> I'm little, hungry watching it. I was it. a little hungry, but I look great. Uh, so yeah. Um, but it was, it was, I just remember it being like so amazing and just yeah. looking around at these people going, Oh my God, like, why am I in this movie? It was just no, amazing. You were amazing in it though. It was really fun. You were amazing in it. Now, what about the client list? I also love this movie and the TV show. And I was so devastated Obsessed. when it got canceled. I know what, um, you did a lot of singing in the client list. Was, I did. That, was that your idea or were producers like, Hey, can we get you to sing these covers? No, it was, it was. So, I so I executive produced the movie and we bought the property and we made it. And 
for whatever reason, they got the Golden Globe nomination for that movie. And it was like, how is this happening? Prostitute with a heart of gold. Yeah, not a a lot of material this year, apparently, but happy to be here. Um, And so we did that. So that like two days later. You're too modest because I was like watching. I'm like, give her the Emmy. (laughs) (laughs) So two days later, we went in and pitched the series. And in kind of doing the series, we were like... It became, it was sort of like the client list and then my love letter to being a girl from Texas, my mom being a beauty queen in real life. My mom was Miss Texas in the Miss America pageant in 1963. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Um, Yeah. So she was a big beauty queen girl and me growing up singing and all that stuff. And so that show really became sort of my opportunity to... um, you know, put all the things that I really loved to do that felt um, authentic in Texas to me in right. this girl and sort of, you know, have that. Um, and I, I loved that. I mean, I obviously met my husband on that show, um, but I, I just you loved had so many it. hot it was, guys on there. You're always I, giving a hot guy a massage. I, mean, I know. The it's dream. Hyster- so my <laughs> one, one, of, one of my best friends is Jenny. She um, has a very amazing job, but it's a very like a, meetings. Like right. that's what Office she does. Job. Yeah. And so we would, our favorite thing to do is her like call me in the middle of the day and be like, so what have you done today? And I was like, well, I've given six really hot guys massages. What have you done? She was like, mm, two presentations and I'm on my way to lunch. Right. We just like, or I would just film, like I would get their permission yeah, yeah. obviously, but I would just like film a rehearsal uh. and just send it to her and she would die she was like how is that your job like even the ugly men on there that you were massaging were still hotter than most it was I like know. but they were mostly hot guys and you know what i was really proud of myself because i was single except for obviously meeting my husband but i was single at the time you didn't so date I any could, of those hot no men. i could wow. have had the best time in the world but i just i had again i had so much work to do you I'm so mentioned, boring this no. is what i'm learning about no, you've dated some really hot guys i think true. yeah what you mentioned your mom a lot and it seems like she was always a fixture in your work life. She was. Yeah. So what is it like now that you're working on nine one one, and this is the first time you're in your career without, what is it like? Yeah. It's absolutely terrible. It was, um, I think my hardest, my hardest moment in trying to decide to take nine one one. And I think if I'm being really honest, like therapy, honest, um, the reason that I took a break is I really didn't know how to do it without her. Um, I, my, I kind of thought of my mom and I as like one of those like 1950s comedy duos, you know, who like travel and they do their show and they've got their bits and they do their thing and then they go home and they go to sleep. And that's who my mom and I were like, I never felt forced to do the business by my mom. Um, it wasn't like that Hollywood story, but I did feel how much she, loved it and how helpful to me she was. My mom was a businesswoman. And so she was very savvy in a way that I couldn't be at that age, you know, in those ages. And so she really took care of that part of it. And then I got to just kind of be creative and fun. And, but we were a team. I mean, there was not one part of it that ever felt like my success. It was our success. And it was that kind of thing. And so when I lost her, I really, really was like probably 99% percent sure before Ryan Murphy called that I was not going to continue the business. You were going to be done. Yeah. I just wanted to be done because I didn't know how to do it without her and it wasn't fun. And my mom and I made a promise when I moved to LA that the second it didn't feel fun, I wouldn't do it anymore. And I really thought about that. And, uh, and I, I had a friend, um, her name is Carol and she came over to the house and she was like, I know that you don't want to do it anymore. She's like, but, but don't do it 
because it's your job and because it's, you know, whatever. She was like, do it for all the people that have invested in you. And I really thought about that. And I was like, yeah, there are a lot of strangers out there that like have invested in me for 30 years. And the least I can do is go back to work on 911 and see. And if, and if I get there and I really am done, then I'll be done after 911. Yeah. You'll know. Yeah. And thank God I did it. And now I'm learning how to do it my own way without my mom, but with her, her watching over me, I really do feel like she, yeah. And I do feel like she watches over me and I feel like she taught me so much. And so it's a new way to be in the business, but it's still great. And I do still love what I do and I hope to do it for a while longer. And, um, and I'm glad that I came back to it, but it was, it was very challenging. And, and I think had they, had they not called, I probably like if I had gone another six months without working, I just would have never done it again. Yeah. Uh, I hope this isn't too personal no. and feel free to ignore, no. but I, I had a friend who recently lost a parent and I wonder what advice do you have for someone who just lost someone close to them? I mean, I, I think self-compassion is really all you can have in that moment. And I, and I would just say, be tr- true. I mean, that, that was the thing, like for, for an actor, you know, we're supposed to tell the truth, but we're really not telling the truth because it's not our stories. Right. So, so you're essentially like not telling the truth, but you're being truthful your whole life. And so that's kind of what I did. And I really don't know that I had ever told myself the truth until after I lost my mom. And I went, wow, let's, Let's really tell ourselves the truth, you know, about a lot of things, like Mm -hmm. things that I liked about myself, things that I didn't, places where maybe I was damaged and I didn't really pay attention to it, things that I had missed out on, things that I wanted more of, you know, all of that stuff. Um, And so I think that in, in losing someone, even though it feels like a giant part of you is gone. I feel like if you give yourself compassion and you're really still in all of the moments afterwards, and I'm still in them. I mean, I'm coming up on the the seven year mark of my mom's passing and I start getting sick to my stomach like today and it doesn't go away until like a month after, you know what I mean? And it just kind of happens. But I think you can, um, you can learn a lot of truth um, and you can take from the person that you've lost all the really good things and in strength, let the bad things go. Um, and it can be, it can be a beautiful, it can be a beautiful transformation after, after that. It just feels really icky. And I give a lot of, a lot of compassion to your friend. I'm going to do a hard left. Yeah. Do you remember a woman named Laura Lee? She was on a sh- yes. your show called The Client List. Yes. And she was from a show called Vanderpump Rules. Yes. Do you watch any of those Housewives Vanderpump things? I had only watched the Vanderpump thing for like a few episodes. Yes. So did you see did you ever see Laura Lee on it? What was she like to work with? Tell I me everything about Laura Lee. I did not <laughs> God, I love that you just got me out of that last conversation, trying to like give your friend advice on death. The only shift like, we could do. Tell me about Vanderpump. Um, it's my life no, so in a I did not. So I did not. I really appreciate that about you. I did not know that she was on the Vanderpump thing when she was on the client list. So then I heard people excited about this show that she was on. So then I went and like watched a few episodes and I saw her on there and I didn't get it to be totally honest with you. Um, I'll give you episodes to go back to. Yeah. Okay. So I appreciate that. Um, but she was lovely. She did a really good job on the show. Um, and that's all I really know. Did she ever mention a man named Jax? 
or no, Tom Sandoval. No, she did not. Anything. But I now Stassi. know who Jax and Tom are yeah. and Stassi. We don't like Jax, but we no. like Tom Sandoval. Yeah. Okay, so... I just met Kenya Moore, though. Oh, my God. What, she, what, how was it? She was amazing. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Is she known to be, like, kind of cuckoo? Crazy, yeah. But, okay. But also, she was lovely. I like her a lot. Where she did was you lovely. Meet her? And speaking about what we were just talking about, she's in a real transformation place since having her daughter and having, like, this crazy birth and, like, going through so much to, like, have her daughter, um, Brooklyn, who's the cutest little thing ever, um, that I think she's kind of where I was. I think she's, like, kind of ready to, like, really question whether or not she's going to. To go continue on. or not. And we had a, like a little bit of a deep conversation about that. I met her. We both I did Access Hollywood story. Live together. It was okay. hysterical for Mother's Day. And she was there. And all I know of her is like people talk about crazies. Yeah. And that's all I know. But I don't, I don't, I didn't watch. So I sure. didn't know like any of the specifics. Um, but she was, she was I mean, the kindest. So it was at Access Hollywood. She's not joining 911 or anything. Like, where no. is she? Okay. No, no, no. She was there, I think, talking about the birth of her birth. daughter. And I think she has a, like, a hairline or something like that, I want to say. So she was there promoting Probably. that. I was promoting. And they, like, put us in this little green room area together to wait for, like, 20 minutes. And we fully, like, broke down life. Uh. And she was just, she was... Lovely, but I remember clocking it because I knew I was coming to see you, and I was like, he'll be excited. Oh my god, I'm very excited yeah. about that. Yeah, twirl. I think she's going back to the housewives. But is maybe, she going but was to? She Ultimately, saying, was she, she saying? was saying that she is like sure. feels like she's might be done. Oh my god, we're getting the scoop here. <laughs> it, yeah, maybe she like, just meant done for the moment or done with the drama. No, I think she's. I think she's going to come back. You I hope saying? she did. You try to convince her to come back. Were you like, yeah, go back? If she no, comes back, I was we'll like, know it's leave. I was like, don't do it. <laughs> so maybe that'll be it. my fault now. But all I'm these good. people hate me. <laughs> I was like, so don't sad. go be a mom. Enjoy your life. <laughs> How dare you? That's a wrap on Jennifer. I Pio am sorry that. and <laughs> forget it. Did you, will you write another book? Are you going to write another book? I've thought about it. Yeah, I have. Um, I have like half of an, of another one written and it's like in my closet. Bring it out. Okay. Uh, you wrote the day I shot Cupid. <laughs> yes. And in that book, I don't know if it was the press of that book or what happened, but you coined the term vajazzling. Yeah. That's like. All because of you. Yeah. Way to go. You're welcome. Are we, <laughs> what um, What was I going to say? Have you ever we'll pajazzled? I've never pajazzled, but you I'm open pajazzle. to it. You know what? Do it. I'm open to it. Do it. Are you going to do Dancing with the Stars? I just oh heard my last God, week. I'm obsessed with this. You're going to do it, right? I'm not going to do it. Because I can't. I'm going to be on 911 and I have Fox two children. Let you. But I really, really want to. That's I think it'd be all great. I can say. I, I mean, I want that Mirabal trophy. Like... I feel like you'd be so good at it. You know what else I want you to do, which I know you you've done some TV movies before. Be on the Mass Singer. I would love that too. Okay, what do you yeah. want me to do? Well, first of all, we didn't even talk about your music. How That's do I right. deal? Like I literally listen to How Do I Deal like on repeat. Like I was obsessed as a kid. I'm so sorry. No, that song is good. <laughs> that song is good. Bare <laughs> Naked was amazing. I'm Meredith sorry Brooks. About that too. Meredith Brooks is Meredith the best. Bro- Stop apologizing. Meredith Brooks produced that whole album. What was I know. That I basically like? lived in her house with her while we did it. It was amazing. Come on. She's awesome. Come on. She's a yeah. bitch. She's a lover. She's a child. She's a mother. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A sinner and a saint. Would you? <laughs> she does not feel ashamed. <laughs> no, she does not. Would you do, do you want to do more music? Nope. No, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, what about like a musical oh, movie love. or something? Yes. Yes. Like get you in Wicked in or heart, like a movie. Yes. Heartbeat. Musical. Yeah. What more do you want to do? What else do you want to do? 
Not a whole lot, really. I'm yeah. pretty good. <laughs> well, we got the Heartbreaker yeah. show. We got the Ken I want to do that. Sequel. I really want to do more directing. I really want to do um, some more producing. Uh, I love being on 911, and I just want to like be able to make all of my kids like school shows and throw awesome birthday parties for them. And um, I would love to have a lifestyle brand. Yeah, you should. That's what I would like you to got do. The wine, Everybody has ha- one. Yeah. And I don't have one and I haven't been invited. It's no, like the reboots of things. Do they don't invite me to anything. <laughs> just do it. We'll start it here. Yeah. Love. It, I mean, you could, I don't know, name it love. I'll spitball it. Um, I want to throw out some names of people you worked with. Just give me your first thoughts of these people. Oh, boy. Okay. You, don't, you can go as long as you want, whatever right. you want to say. Loretta Devine from Client List. Heaven. Come on. Heaven. Come on. Diva. Heaven. Diva. Heaven. Uh, Enrique Iglesias. You did the hero video. I mean, did you ever date I miss him? the mole. Did you date him? Maybe. Mm. <laughs> you dated some like really hot men. Like as I was doing my research, I was like, good job, girl. You dated yeah. Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Come on. Which one of your exes was the worst? <laughs> who was the best and who was the worst? Was Patrick Wilson nice? Honestly. He seems nice. Like one of the most wonderful people on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. What about, let me, who else Wait, Was I you... supposed to say something about those people? No, well, you oh. said Enrique Iglesias. Oh, yeah. Lauren mm-hmm. Ambrose. Great. Matthew Fox. He's got a reputation for being kind of an asshole. He does. He was not to me. I, I found him I found him very um very sexy sexy as an older yeah. man at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean he was gore he's still gorgeous, yeah. but yeah. Freddie Prince Jr., we talked about him a little bit. Dream. Dreamboat. Rosie O'Donnell. I loved her. We had the best time when I was on her shows. Angela Bassett. I mean <sighs> goddess. Fergie. Kids Incorporated. Come on, again, Jennifer like, Hewitt. All of these things. Again, goddess. Goddess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan Murphy. And still is. Ryan Murphy is just a genius. Yeah, he's so smart. Yeah. Betty White. You're close with Betty White? <sighs> My best friend. I have Betty White coasters over there somewhere. I love her so much. She's, ha- have you talked to her recently? Yeah, I, talk, I check in with her like uh, twice a month oh just to God. make sure that she's doing okay and see how she's doing. How everything. is she yeah, doing? She's amazing. The drunkest I've ever been was with Betty White. I almost lost her in the bushes. <gasps> um, and Wait, you lost she, her in the bushes? She fell in the bush? She almost fell in the bush. I caught her. Oh my it God. It was fine. We almost both went in the bush. She it gave me like a lot of vodka and, and pizza. Oh my and it was God. Best. And then she invited me up to her room at the end of the night. And I was like, Betty, okay. Well, everybody has their first time. Um, <laughs> but she invited me up for gummy bears. So you just Is went up back so to her Betty room White? and she, what, she had candy just yes. like waiting. Oh. I mean, don't you just want Betty White best. to give you gummy? I think my puppy is like living on your couch. No, it's good. I'm I, so sorry. You're not getting the puppy back. Okay. Speaking of reboots, I think they need a Golden Girls reboot. I think somebody yeah, needs to spirit do? that. It's like, come on already. Yes. Uh, Meredith Brooks. She In was a few great. years, I'll be her. able to be on that. Um, what did no. you say? <laughs> you said you'll be on it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Meredith, Brooks, Meredith Brooks. I mean, uh, again, like she was, she was just like an earth mama. Like she was just solid, wonderful, supportive, and so talented. John Mayer. That song, it's rumored that your body is Wonderland's about you, but is that true or not? Because in my research, I heard you saying that it's not. Or, what is it I don't true? think that it is. There there were songs of his that that I think had, that maybe I had influence in, but I don't, I, I've looked a lot and I don't think that my body is a Wonderland. No, it is. <laughs> um, but wait, <laughs> I feel it's like more I like remember- the operation came. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a horrible thing to say. No. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Wait, I remember, I feel like I'm, maybe I'm making this up, but I used to be a John Mayer head back in the day. Yeah. And I feel like wasn't comfortable about you or am I making that up? Like, no, a comfortable was way before me. That was before you. Yeah. So what songs do you think were influenced? By I you? feel like daughters might have been a little bit influenced because we, we were dating ish at the time. I could be wrong about that, but I feel like, I feel like he played that for me and then we're like, things about, you know, me and my dad and stuff like that in there. And, oh, interesting. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that, but, um, I, here's what I'll say about John Mayer. He was, um, good in bed. I feel like he was good in bed. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> oh my Excuse God. Me. He, he was, um, <laughs> it was crazy to be around him and absorb his sexuality talent. <laughs> yes, talent. Like it, he's, he's just one of the most talented people I've ever met. And so I was really happy to like have him in my life. And and I was in his life at a really extraordinary time because it was sort of as he was blowing up and becoming, you know, Huge. so it was, it was just amazing to like be able to watch that happen for him and, and everything. I always think fondly of him. What about Carson Daly? You guys dated when you were young. We did. Um, Carson was also a great guy. Not really. Yeah. He wasn't really. No, he was. He was, we, we went through some, some things, but, um, but he was a great guy. Did he cheat? Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing. He no, did. I feel like he did. No. I, I remember that. Who doesn't remember the Eminem song? <laughs> he left, uh, Christina left him for Fred Durst or something. Yeah. I don't quite remember. Yeah. But. I don't, I don't know what happened there, but, um, but I think we were, we were emotional and young and there was, there was, you know, some drama, but, but he was a good guy. Yeah. What about the guy from LFO? You were in the girl on TV video. I know. I know. One of the sweetest people I've ever met. Just God bless that both of them now, Devin too. It's so sad. What kind of music do you listen to? I listen to everything. I listen to country. I listen a lot to hip hop. Um, I'm obsessed right now with asking um, Siri to play classic French, and it's really just American songs done in French. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, what about Will Friedel? I hear him keep oh going to your exes. Oh my God, Will is the best. Will Boy is the best. World. He gets the best boyfriend I've ever had. Really? Award. Yes. Oh, that Besides makes me my so husband, happy. obviously. Sure. But, but Will was oh God, the best boyfriend so ever in the world. My best friend. He's. He seems like a nice guy. Will always be like my favorite, my favorite memory. An iconic episode of Boy Meets World you were in, the Halloween I episode. I know, but why was I called Jennifer Love Pfefferman? No one has needed, ever explained that to me. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't know why. We need to go edit it out. There was also we an do. episode of Boy Meets World where Candace Cameron Bure played a witch, yeah. which is another thing. That's yeah. a tale for another yeah. time, but it mm-hmm. was confusing. Yep. Let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back with some final moments with Jennifer Love Hewitt, queen icon legend. And before we go to break, just I want to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter and Instagram. If you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic, click become a patron. And if you donate $4 or more per month, you get the bonus episodes. More importantly, you just help support this podcast. And if you want any of the t-shirts, the merch, just go to everythingiconic.threadless.com. You can buy all that stuff there. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back with some final moments. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new 
filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live, and it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Do you have a favorite Mariah Carey song? I ask everyone this. All I want is you. No. All I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas. Yeah, that's classic. it. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you were choosing for People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? Can't choose your husband though, who's very oh. sexy too. But oh, thank you for that. Um. Whoa. Like, who do you find really sexy? Like Idris Elba or Chris Hemsworth or like you know one of these people? We have Shriver. Oh, really? That's mm-hmm. an interesting choice. Do you watch Ray Donovan? I like that. Just no, but I so re- I saw on the re- my research that you like Ray Donovan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't watch it, but he's sexy. Oh. Yeah. He's with Naomi. Is he with Naomi Watson? No, they're divorced, I think. Oh. 
Yeah. Heard it here first. Mm. Anyway, Jennifer, if you would, I'll let you go. I've kept you here for so long. I've I'm enjoyed sorry. myself. This wine, again, where can people find it? Can they go to your website or they'll find no, you on social I'm gonna, media? So I'm going to start a, an Instagram for it this week. JLH. So watch out. And it is at the Wine House. And you can either get it online and they can ship all over the United States. Or you can go in store. It's at the Honor Wine and Spirits in Beverly Hills. Can Soon I have to you be sign this? Yeah. Like truly. Will you really drink it? Do you promise? I'm not even kidding. I will drink. I Well, I want you to sign this bottle, I but mean, I will I drink it I went down the road and got super serious with you. No, you I, have to drink I know. Wine. But wait, I'm saying I truly cannot think of anything better than grabbing a group of friends on like a Friday, Saturday night and watching one of your movies, watching Can't Hardly Wait, watching I Know What You Did Last Summer, Heartbreakers, watching one of these films. Yeah. The Client List film. Yeah. Do you like the movie or the TV better of The Client I List? I like the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. What did you learn about sex workers? Here I was wrapping it up, but I did want to ask that. What did you learn about sex work doing that? Because you, I feel like more and more, and I had heard you say this in an interview, sex work is happening more and more and people are doing it to support their families. It is. And most, most like phone, like the phone sex stuff is like, it's a really big thing with like in the mom market. Really? It's kind of, well, cause it's a job that you can do where Stay you can support your family, but you can also just, you know, like drop the kids off and be like, Hey John, what you wearing? You know, you can kind yeah. of do that stuff. Um, but I really learned like, I, I think that I had a lot of, um, judgment that I didn't know about in sort of just like the porn world, sex world, you know, sex worker world, like whatever it was that kind of, as we were doing the show, I was like, Oh, like I kind of get it. Like I, I not necessarily giving blowjobs for a living to sure. like support your kids. In Texas. I do that for free. Like, <laughs> Yes. But, but I, but I did kind of go, Oh, I I get like why, how this would be an easy thing to add to your life and give you a job. And like, you know, mostly I learned, you know, that, that moms out there will just literally do anything, do anything for their kids, take care of their kids. This was truly a dream come true. You came over, over with a puppy, and I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much, Jennifer Love Hewitt. I love for you. Having, and this thank has you been a long time in the making. I know. I've been wanting. I know. I know. And, and I know I'm Shana, sorry it took I, so long. Thank you, Shauna, for making this happen. Yeah. And Maria. I, Shout yeah. out to Shauna and Maria. Yeah, we love you. Thank you so much. Bye. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and 
and all the sexy bites in between. In this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.